Aim a Little Higher podcast, episode 20. Because my creativity is unique to me. That's, that's what we, we've all been created by a creator to be creative. You are locked into Aim a Little Higher podcast, where we interview inspirational individuals every Monday and Wednesday and answer your questions every Saturday to help turn your potential into result results. I know you're going to dig this. Introducing your host, he was an Olympic torchbearer, Pete Jones' National Entrepreneur of the Year and motivational speaker, Kamal Hyman. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Aim It Will Have podcast. It's your boy, Kamal Hyman here, and it's my absolute pleasure to introduce today's guest. Today's guest is a London-born artist and producer. He's the leader of the World Changer Life Movement, a culture brewing amongst London-based creatives, powered by the phrase, be the change you want to see. His message is refreshing, rebellious, unapologetic and all-around inspiring. He's performed at festivals such as T4 on the Beach and at the 2012 Olympic Park. He's shared the stage with hip-hop veterans such as Wu-Tang Clan and Public Enemy and has toured and collaborated with Afrobeats pioneer Fuse, ODG and MOBA award-winning artist Shaka. This man is on a mission to change lives through music and entertainment. It's the one and only Mikel Amin. Mikel, welcome to the show. Wow, what's good, man? Hey, I am good, man. It's good to have you on the show. How are you? Yeah, bro, man. Thank you for having me, man. Um, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm feeling good. I'm just getting ready for a show tonight that I'm doing um, in Westminster. So yeah, man, it's just on the move. Powerful. You, you're busy. Like, <laughs> I've got you on, on WhatsApp and I'm always getting these broadcasts about this show's going on. You've got the shirt stuff going on. You've got the jumpers and mm. look, you're putting in some work, man. I know, bro, man, you have to, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you've got a passion mm-hmm. for something and you've actually found it, it just gives you that energy, man, that enthusiasm to go after it. And everything I do, everything I do is because I'm passionate about it. So, yeah, man, I have to keep myself busy, man. You know? Powerful. And Powerful. productive, most importantly. Yes, indeed. And I love the whole, your angle to this whole, you know, the, the music, because a lot of people have their preconceived notions about what hip-hop music is. And I know you fuse a few different styles in your music, but... When I listen to you, it's not the the typical thing that people would expect. Mm-hmm. You know, you you've got the the audacity to call yourself a world changer, create a movement about changing the world, and yeah. to say, yeah, cool, this is what most artists are doing, but here's what I'm going to talk about. And it's just amazing you've got that kind of that that confidence and that clear sense of mission. Yeah, man. Um... How do you keep that alive in it? <laughs> how do you keep that alive in an industry that? really doesn't necessarily match what you're doing all the time um i think i've learned just to be myself like whenever i've tried to conform to the industry whether that be via my sound whether that be by the things that i talk about whether that be by how i dress it never works out for me and i always walk away i look back on it and i'm always like why did you do why did you say that why did you wear that why did you do you know what i mean that was so not you do you know what i mean and it leaves a bad taste in my mouth do you get what i'm saying and you know i met up against a lot of uh how would you say like friction from people with again the kind of music that i do the way i do it the way i the way i dress and the way i talk 
you know, it, you know, I'm, I met with, you know, a bit of resistance from people. Yeah. And even though I get that resistance, regardless of that, I always feel good when I do what I do. And that's like my barometer. It's like, how do I feel about what I'm doing? How do I, you know, how do I, you know, after I've done it, what's the feeling? And if I feel good, if I feel great, if I feel like, you know, like I've had just a creative, you know, freedom, then, I, then, I, then, I, then I'll never be upset regardless of, you know, what someone else perceives, regardless of, you know, how, whatever, whatever someone else thinks. I'm always, I always look for that feeling within myself and that's how I know it's the right thing. Do you know what I mean? And so I take that and then, you know, I use that as my, you know, that's like my strength to keep moving. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, powerful. Do you get what I mean? It's it, Because it's like, in any industry you go into, one, there's always going to be a specific way of doing things. Mm. And that specific way is only, you know, um, determined by the culture of what has been before. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, this is what works. This is what's successful. And so anytime you, if you're a young person and you're a young person, you're new in this world, you're ignorant sometimes is your blessing because, you know, you don't know the way things are supposed to be, but you have all these ideas based on what you're passionate about. And sometimes you're met with a lot of resistance, mm. not just in the entertainment industry. I know people who are work in the corporate industry who go through the same kind of stuff. Do you get what I'm saying? And yeah, real talk. It's really about, Again, looking for that feeling within your, inside yourself. Is what I'm doing now, does it make me feel good? No. Okay. If I do this, will it make me feel good? Yeah? Yes? Okay, I'm going to do that. Do you get what I'm trying to say? What yeah. kind of Im- It's like you judge the impact based on how you feel and then how you believe others will feel based on your what you do. Do you get what I'm saying? What you believe is right. And I think that's always the most important thing to follow, regardless of what anyone says. It's the most important thing to follow is your gut feeling of what you're doing. And so that's how I'm able to keep myself going because, again, I do get a lot of resistance. I do get a lot of people, you know, saying mm. what I'm doing might not work and all these other things. But, you know, I just got I just got faith in what I'm doing, man. Powerful. That yeah. is so powerful, I think, for the listeners. The, the most valuable thing I heard there is you measure it by your feeling first. You mm. walk away feeling like, yes, I performed. Yes, I was I was in a creative space. Yes, I feel like I was being true to me. Rather yeah. than getting off that stage and saying, hey, guys, what did you think? Yeah. It starts with you. And then later on, cool, find out everyone's opinion. And yeah, that exactly. Kind of but first and foremost, are you happy with it? Yeah. And do you feel fulfilled? Powerful. Yeah. That's I, powerful. I, I, never, I don't really ask people's opinion on my creativity. Because you can't. Because my creativity is unique to me. That's, that's what we... We've all been created mm. by a creator to mm-hmm. be creative. Do you get what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I love that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could quote that by me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Jump that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, but like, and so that means your creativity, Kamal, is not going to be mine. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so special about us as human beings. But what I get people's opinions on is the technical side of what I'm doing. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe I could have delivered it technically better. Maybe if I had put this with you know, a specific, you know, in a specific way, it would have allowed me to deliver my creativity better. So that's what I really, I draw that from people, nice. but only after I've created what I've, you know what I mean, created, you know what I mean? Powerful, powerful, I love that. And, you know, Aim a Little Higher is all about setting solid foundations. You know, we say don't chase your dreams, but build them. 
So oh, wow. we want to find out a bit about your foundation. <laughs> you can quote that one. <laughs> no, no, yeah, don't chase your dreams. Build that. Simple, simple. Yeah. So what were you like as a young child? A child? Yeah, let's go right back to the beginning. Right, what were you like right. as a young child? I was pretty much the same as I am now, just a bit more like with less sense. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Um, as a child, I've always been a big lover. My mum my mom tells me, which I don't remember, but my mum tells me... Um, like um, that, I used to like rub my chest when I was like three years old, and I, and and then I would say, "Oh, mum, my heart hurts," and then she'll say, "Why?" And I'll be like, "Because it's too big." Oh, it's, wow! It's, do you get what I'm trying to say? So I'd like, I I would really get touchy about things when I was younger, but in terms of like um, justice, mm. like if I if I felt there was an injustice done, I, that would really really bother me. Like, and I would never really fight unless I felt there was an injustice being done. Wow. Like, in school, I would bully the bullies. Yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Because if if they was bullying someone that I believed, like, was, you know, couldn't even defend themselves, I would go and bully and pick on the bullies. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Okay. But only because they were picking on someone who couldn't defend themselves. That's, you know what I mean? So I've, I've been that kind of person. Plus, I was, I'm, I'm crazy. I was crazy. Loud. <laughs> running around, making up noise, you know, trying to figure things out. Like, you know, when you're trying to break into the TV to see how it works. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that kind of stuff. You know, that, you know, that kind, that kind of thing, man. And, or like, you know, find a cardboard box and create, poke holes in it, create a house. Hey, tell me about it, man. You know what I mean? Just that, that kind of stuff, man. I've, I've been, I'm an adventurer, an explorer. That's, and I think that's one thing I've kept throughout Powerful. my life yeah Powerful. Ah, I love that man and I can definitely vouch for that having been able to share a stage with you myself there's energy there's just pure raw energy and it is, mm. it is powerful it is powerful stuff and you know speaking of us speaking in schools and stuff what what education route did you take personally um I did all the education that was necessary and that was it so <laughs> I, I I honestly say believe my real education started when I left school. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. So are we talking secondary school, then college, or are we talking like secondary school and then that was it for you and you went and So I went I did I did primary school overseas, secondary yeah. school. Um funny enough, I did I, I went to a stage school before I went to a normal private school. Okay. I went to a stage school and then they was gonna kick me out because I would get into trouble a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, so I left, my mum left and put me in a public school and um, I did the primary school and then I did secondary school. And then I went to college for a year doing something that I dreadfully didn't like. Okay. Um, and then after college, um, that was pretty much it. I, after college, I went to a music, music technology, I did a music technology course. Um, and that was, yeah, that was about it. And but my real edu- when I say my real education started when I left school, I mean, after I left college and I realised I, di- I spent a year doing something I really didn't like mm. and I only did it just to k- kind of tell my family, oh, yeah, I'm doing IT, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, to, just to get them off my back. After I did that, I realised that like, I felt lost. I felt like, well, what am I doing? There's nothing in these in these colleges that I feel like appeals to me because I don't even know what. I want, I, I've got so much questions about myself, about life and stuff. And so I literally kind of just began, like I said, I'm an adventurer. I began exploring and, and really trying to, you know, discover who I am and my purpose and, you know, what what I can 
you know, really contribute to the world. And um, so, and that's, and funny enough, on that journey, that's when I learned more about English. Okay. I used to read the dictionary and, and write down words. And then, you know, that's when I learned about, I got into physics and metaphysics, you know, and how the wow. mind works, you know. That's when I learned more about history, uh, black history um, specifically, because, again, that wasn't something that we learned in school. And, do you know what I mean? Um, right. Maths, because, you know, wanting to be a businessman, like I've always been good at mental arithmetic, but, you know, maths in general and, and looking at that. So it's, it's crazy, bro. Like, when I left school, everything that, school teachers became more important to me when I left school and I and I spent more time studying it you know uh, enthusiastically outside mm. of school because it was yeah. all towards your own goal all towards your own passion it was yeah it's all towards your, my own yeah, passion yeah. and the reason why like I've never been someone who hated school but I've just been someone who didn't do academically well not even because of my ability because my ability was there completely but it was just that it just never interested me, interested me mm-hmm. um, in terms of it never, it never captured my imagination. It never captured my enthusiasm and my passion I have for things. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and that's one of the problems I have with schools. It's like everything, every, the subjects that they're teaching are so vital, but the way they approach the subjects are are backwards and wrong and very kind of done in a, you know, monochrome type way. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's very black and white. It's not colourful. And, you know, when you're dealing with young people, we're colourful. Yeah. We're colourful people. And we need to, we need to know, we need to see the importance of history within us. We need to see the p- importance of maths, science and English and business and, you know, design technology, textiles. We need to see that importance within us, you know? And um, that's one of the reasons what it makes me even more passionate to speak to young people because if I if I had someone like us going into schools and talking to me about my experiences, I feel like I would have given school a a different, a better shot. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd have no, looked I would have looked at it a bit differently based on what I know that you know you guys have achieved. Do you know what I mean? When when yeah. coming into schools and that, man. Powerful, man. Powerful. So it is a case of finding out why those subjects that you're studying are relevant to you in your own life. Yeah. Have, a, have a vision for yourself and then mm. use these things as, as almost the building blocks to making that happen. Yeah, because other yeah. than that, you're just going to be like, well, what is the point? <laughs> for real. You just never, you never, like, now I run business and, you know, I do, I have to count my money. Yeah. I have to do finance and accounting. You know, I'm dealing with Excel spreadsheets. I'm dealing with, Real you know, talk. You know, you know, taking the gro- um, the net away from the gross. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, all, you know what I'm keeping saying? Keeping track I'm doing, of your stock. Keeping track of my stock. Tax, yeah. my stock percentages. <laughs> trying to take away VAT from invoices that I get sent. And, you know, all of these things. Like, And in school, it's like, you know, if someone told me, yo, Mikel, like, do you want to be a businessman or you want to work for someone? I would have said, I want to be a businessman. If they said, yo, you need to know about your numbers, bro. Let me tell you why. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And then boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, let me let me make sure I understand that. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Because yeah. now I'm looking at it. Like, I remember going into a school of um, young people who were kicked out. Um, school is, uh, is approved. Pupil mm-hmm. referral unit. Yeah. All black boys, a, a couple Turkish um, uh, brothers in there. And we was talking, you know, and then I was letting them know about 
why the importance of maths and the importance of you know entrepreneurship at their age and i was showing them how right now they could pick up something and sell it online and they don't need they, they, they don't even need inventory nope do you get what i'm trying to say they just need they need marketing sense and understand how to um count you buy it for less sell it for more and take away your profit and all of that kind of good stuff yeah do you get what i'm trying to say and they were so enthusiastic and for me it just ticked i'm like what like what are you learning in schools and i don't even blame the teachers man because a lot there's a lot of teachers out there that i know who are passionate about young people but they have to follow a specific structure depending especially depending on the kind of schools that they're in yeah they have to follow a specific structure man so i think Something needs to be done from the top down about the way we approach educating young people because it's not fair to say that they're not just in, they're not they're just not interested. Mm, they always need to have that reason. Yeah, exactly. Powerful, powerful. And while we're on the subject of money, what was your first job like before you became an entrepreneur, starting your own business? What was your first job? I was always an entrepreneur, Sway. <laughs> um, <laughs> My first job, my first job, okay, my first job was, okay, my first job job was yeah. like doing a paper round, okay. which lasted about 12 days. <laughs> Again, I'm passion led. And this is something some of us got to realize, you know, you know, I used to look at myself as a waste man for getting jobs and getting fired, but I, I wasn't a waste man. It's just, I'm passion led. Some of us can't switch off our passion yeah and our creativity and so because we can't switch it off it means that we do things when we when it comes to things that we don't like we do we we do them so slack yeah do you know what i mean so and true. so and so we end up getting fired <laughs> so i did i did that i, I worked in uh sainsbury's okay um that was one of my first consistent type jobs that you know you go to every day yeah I went to Sainsbury's. Um, I got fired after three months. Okay. For what? Or is it, again, just not, just not come, effort, not focus on it? Coming in late. Okay. Yeah, I'd come in like 20 minutes late, 10 minutes late. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I was only there for the money. Right. Get That's what I mean? It. Following the money, not following the passion. Yeah, you follow the money and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna do things slack because all you care about, you don't care about the service that you're giving to people in Sainsbury's. You know, I've I've been in Sainsbury's and I've seen the way certain people work, man. They love it. They love serving people, they love customer care, they love you know, um designing the stock and the way it's presented. And you mm. tell them people will work there for 30 years. Yeah. Do you happily. get what I'm gonna say? Happily. And because that's because that's what drives them. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And that's not what drove me. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, 100%. 100%. Um, so that was the strange reasons one. I worked in a hospital cleaning floors, um, which was my last job job. Yeah. I just yeah. got visions of you like Turbo there, <laughs> dancing around, mopping the, mopping the floor. Yeah, like, that's exactly dance, what I did. Street dance, street dance. I used to go there. And, you know, one of my friends used to work in the kitchen department, so she'll come sneak me sandwiches and, and biscuits. <laughs> we used to have fun. We used to just, like, because it was empty. The hospital wards a lot of time was, would be empty. Yeah. So we'd be working, we'd be sweeping the floors, and, you know, I'd be listening to my headphones. Funny enough, I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed working at Sainsbury's. Okay. I really enjoyed, you know, 
because I'm just cleaning. I get to put my headphones on. So, you know, it's like being in my house. I'm cleaning and I'm yeah, dancing around. Like, so true, singing, so true. Singing my songs, you know. Just you're getting paid as well. <laughs> yeah, and I'm getting paid. And I was and I was doing like five hours. So, you know, I I was completing my album, writing songs. Wow. Um, on, on the job, you know what I mean? And, you know, <laughs> you know, even now I write, I'm able to write better when I'm doing a miscellaneous task like cleaning. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Because it allows my body to stay active while my mind travels. Nice. Do you get what I'm saying? So, nice. Yeah, man, those little jobs there. Powerful, man. And yeah. have there been any, like, significant or surprising achievements that you've had in the past that have helped you today? So at the time, it might have not seemed like a big deal, but now that you're in your position, you're like, wow, actually, doing that really helped me. What do you mean? Uh, so, for example, for me, I used to work on the market stall in Wembley Market, meaning I had to get up at, like, half five build up the stool with my parents and yeah. work the stool for years now what yeah. i realize now that taught me how to speak to people that introduced me to the idea of entrepreneurship yeah. uh, that helped me with my love of music and creativity mm. and at the time mum why am i why am i waking up and coming with you to the market you know yeah I mean? yeah but now i look back i'm like thank goodness i woke up with you and came to the market because i've learned so much about entrepreneurship Mm. from from that kind of grassroots yeah doing it yourself so okay. i just mean you know, is there anything like that where at the time you didn't get it but now you're like Thank oh goodness yeah I did definitely it. man um my dad used to my dad uh, runs a charity africa caribbean development foundation and so they take they do one of the main things they do is uh youth exchanges so they might bring like you know 28 italians over to england for a tour nice and they'll take them around and they'll get to meet young people from here. Or they'll take young people from England over to Italy. You know, the same with Zimbabweans, Jamaicans, just a big exchange. And I used to, you know, go on some of those exchanges when I was young, like six, six years old. And we'd be doing evaluation meetings. And I'm six years old at this big conference table, you know, in the mayor's office. Mm. And I have to do an evaluation. And I'm, you know... My dad, he won't even tell me. He would just be like, okay, we're going to hear what Mikel thinks. <laughs> Drop you on and, the spot. Yeah, and I'd have to speak in front of, you know, 40, 50 people or even at weddings, you know, he'd make us do speeches at, you know, at age eight and seven and all these different ages, you know. And I used to hate that at the time. I used to think he was being mean. Yeah. But it was really just, you know, preparing me for public engagement. Do you know what I mean? And speaking um, with with people and knowing how to present myself, you know, and debate and all these different things. Um, Powerful. Yeah, which really helps me today in what I do, you know. Powerful. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not scared to speak in front of any amount of crowd of people or kind of people, at all, you yeah. know. So, yeah, that was, that was one of them. Nice, nice. And do you remember the exact moment where you discovered your passion, where you discovered this is me? I'm going to be a, a, a music producer and an artist. Do you remember that moment? Um, I've always been doing music. Music's been a big part of my life. My dad was a musician. My mum is a music enthusiast okay. to, to the highest degree. She even called me this morning with with a song I should sample. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So for me, it was no moment. In terms of music, Yeah. there was no moment for me. That's always been... In your blood, by the sound. Yeah, literally. <laughs> been ordained. You must entertain. Like, my dad used to make us do... Um, talent competitions in our house. Yeah. 
front of family and stuff like that and all of these kind of things. So not in terms of music, but in terms of my purpose within music, I just, I remember, I remember there was two, there was two, there was two moments. First was when I realized that, you know, I used to hang out, hang out on the streets a lot. Mm. Um, you know, me and my boys would just chill out, you know, hang in front of the shops, doing nothing all day kind of thing. You know, looking for girls, <laughs> you know, thinking about what we were going to do. You know, all of these, you know, just hanging out, doing nothing, basically. And um, where that changed for me was when I, my dad took me away after my GCSEs. Um, well, during, <laughs> I think I had one more t- to do. <laughs> but he took me away. My dad took me away to um, our home country, St. Vincent, for a month. And that's the first time I've been away from England at that age, for that long, I'd never been anywhere for a whole month. It's yeah. usually two weeks. And then, so we went away for a month and I got to see how people live in the Caribbean, the the rich and the poor. Yeah. And just the lifestyle, waking up every day with sun, sand and sea, fresh water, fresh fruit and all these kind of things just changed my outlook on life. And it made me think about the stuff that I do every day back in England, which is go out, stand on the sh- outside the same shops with my boys all day, eating burgers and chips and doing yeah. nothing. And as soon as I came back from the Caribbean, I went straight back to the block and it was like nothing had changed. I swear, it was like a twilight zone. It was like every single person I hang out with was standing in the same place, in the same position. It was like I paused them. <laughs> It was crazy. Like wow. I literally had to, you know, when someone, you know, you know, when like someone has a revelation in their movies and they have to back away, and then yeah, they, yeah. all of a sudden the orchestra starts playing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like that moment. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? What am I doing in my life? Like, whoa. Wow. So it was that, and literally from that moment, like, you know, I, I started going to, I started going to out, out of South London. I went to South London more. Like I'm from North. And I started going to South London, started to check my dad, started to do more stuff in that area. and just, just started to move on my own nice. for once. Nice. And that really was like the, the, the beginning journey of self-discovery and also discovering my, my, my purpose. And along that journey, the second time I said, was when I did a speech. I did a speech at um, Jesus House in Northwest London. They called me to do a, uh, a talk. Um, I can't remember on what. I think it's just on, um, just on being inspirational. Yeah. And at the end of the talk, there's a guy who was hosting it. He said, oh, thank you, Mikhail. That was really inspirational and powerful. And everything you said, you know, I think there's one word to describe it. And do you know what that word was? World changing. World changing. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, when he said that to me, I was like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bro, I don't think when he said that to me, he knew that I was going to take it. I'm running heart. with it. My gosh. Like, he called me a world changer and he gave me a jumper that said world changer on it. And I was like, I swear I wore that jumper every single day, bro. Wow. I was like 20, 20 or 21. And I was like, wow. And then from there, literally, everything was world changer. Everything. Everything, everything, everything until you know I ha- you have what 
what I do today. It became the word that describes everything I do from the kind of lyrics I do, from the, from the way I dress, from the way I talk, from the way I think. You yeah. know, world change of life. And so, yeah, those are those defining moments, man. Powerful, man. Love it. I love it. And then were there like some clear steps you had to take from that stage to, to make the vision a reality? Like, what did you do from figuring that out to, to get to where you are now? The whole journey was like, as an artist, what an artist, an artist's role or job is to share their perspective, mm-hmm. how to see things, and then present it for people to to analyze, dismantle, to hold, to adorn, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just to share their perspective with people and let the people do what it is. And for me, I've always been an artist that had a particular perspective but didn't know how to describe it. I didn't. I saw boxes out there that, and I didn't quite fit in all of them, in, yeah. in any of them in particular. And so my my thing was to share, start to share more what I had discovered within myself. Powerful. My perspective, you know. So, you know, talking about my revelation on hanging out on the streets, mm. to not wanting to hang out on the streets, or the reasons why I hang out on the streets then and the reasons why I don't now. You get what I'm trying to say, or the reason why I never was happy with school, you know what I mean? And to the reasons why I think education is important, but not school. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and you just kept telling the story. It's about sharing my perspective now Mm. and kind of creating that, uh, creating what that looks like. Do you get what I mean? Because I'm an artist, that means I'm doing audios, I'm doing visuals. And so, you know, all my visuals are a reflection of the world that I live in and the world that I want to see in front of me. Do you know what I mean? Powerful, man. Which is a world of love, create creativity and purpose. Do you know what I mean? Powerful, powerful. So I love yeah. that. I love that perspective on what an artist is because you're not saying people have to agree with you. No. You're not saying only people agree with you or listen. You're saying, this is my opinion. This is my view of the world. Let me package it in, a, in an entertaining way mm. and do with it what you please. Yeah. it, look into it, just listen to it. But it's up to you how you interact with that. And I, I love that definition. And I think if more people could come from that definition, there'd be a lot less nervousness. Like even putting my own hands up, you know, after after my spoken word piece, which you've heard, mm. I've I've been like, oh, I don't know. don't know how if I can do another one as good, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, mm. just listen to these maybe think, actually, it's not about how good it is. It's about me just giving my point of view again. Sharing, bro. And, and sharing, people man. take that how they want to take it, but that's not my job. My job is to share it. Yeah, just literally just... Mm. just it's, that, do you know what? That's everyone's job. Like, yeah. everyone's job is to serve. Everyone in the world's job is to serve. But here's the beauty. Based on your individuality, you determine how and what and where you want to serve. Do you mm. get what I'm saying? 100%. That's it. Everyone, everyone serves everyone. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest things I've learned recently. Everyone is just, is, 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 is being a servant. Powerful, man. I, I, that's yeah. the, that's, love it. That's it. Love it. Love it. You just got to decide what you want to serve. What do you want to serve? And who do you want to serve? And how do you want to serve them? That's it. And find one that suits you. And that's you. <laughs> that's you sorted. And keep exactly. doing it like that. Awesome, man. Awesome. And we're going to move into the rapid round real quick. I'm going to fire some random questions at you. Just answer them as honestly as you can. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> do I need to? Do I need to prepare? Like, do I need to get my? Do I need to get my seat ready and stuff? That's it, man. Get prepared. Get, we're gonna go a little bit random, a little but. <laughs> okay, <laughs> get cool. Now, you, I'm man, good. I'm ready. The man behind the brand. So, number one, what time do you wake up? Oh, it depends, man. It depends. Um, every day is different. Most most days, um, I'll wake up around seven thirty. Um, sometimes earlier if I if I know that I I've got a lot to do. Sometimes later, like if I go to if for instance if I go to bed, like the other night I went to bed at um, five thirty, so I woke up at ten. Yeah. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> for real. Yeah. What but mainly um, seven thirty. Nice. And what one thing do you do in the morning to guarantee a productive day? Ooh, run. Okay. Yeah. Running is just, it presents clarity, man. It's like running is like washing your face. Wow. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's like washing your mind. Powerful. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like you wash your face, you're awake. And when I run, it's like, it's like my thoughts get to breathe. And it's like, okay, mm. I get back in the house. And it's like, yes, I know what I'm going to do. Bam, 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 bam. Love yeah, it. Run, run Powerful, man. If you could be any animal, which would you be and why? Ooh. <laughs> what would... Oh. If I could be any animal. But you know, why is this so crazy? Because I think about these things all the time, but I never know. Like, where's, I'm put on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. If I could be any, any animal. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so upset, man, because you're going to cut the phone or whatever. And we're gonna. I'm gonna figure out a better animal than I say. You're gonna mess but, with um, me later. Like, oh, yeah, I should have yeah, said that. I don't, I don't. No, no. Um, any animal, any animal, any animal. I would be. No, what would what would I be? Let, let, let me just be real with it. I think I would be. Um, I think I'd be a gibbon. Wow. Okay. They look like they have fun, and my mum always used to call me a gibbon. <laughs> Do you know what a gibbon is? Explain. Explain. A, a gibbon. It's a monkey, basically. Mm. Gibbon is a monkey, but it's the kind of it's the most cheekiest, craziest monkey. It's the monkey. It's got really long arms and it's got a small body, and they they all they do is like if you ever see them swing, it looks like me on stage. Like it's just swinging. <laughs> like one minute they're going left, next minute they're going right, and like, they'll do things like slap tigers in their face. <laughs> but a tiger turns around. It's like it's like um, where am I? Like yeah. what just happened? And they just look like they have a lot of fun just swinging from tree to tree. Like, for me, I'm all about freedom, innit? So, Powerful. I would say a gibbon. Nice, nice. I would like to be a gibbon. I love that. I knew you'd come up with some animal that we've not heard on this show before. I, I just knew. <laughs> and as soon as I asked Mikhail, I was going to say something I've not heard in all these 20 episodes. <laughs> love it. Uh, what's your favourite dessert? Ooh, yes. Now we're talking. My favourite dessert. I like... Um, there's this oh there's this there's this brownie man. This 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 is just a sweet chocolate brown. Anything chocolate is me. Okay. Yeah, I love chocolate brownie with chocolate sauce, chocolate ice cream, gelato ice cream. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Or actually, there's this um Ferrero Rocher chocolate sundae cup. The best. Okay. Yeah. You're a you're a chocolatier. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't help it. Nice. Name one thing you couldn't go without. Um, one thing. If we said human, I'd say my woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing. Oh man, my laptop, man. Like seriously. Okay. Like my laptop. My laptop has got everything on there. 
That's your creative hub. That is my creative hub. Like, literally, bruv. I make movies on there. I watch <laughs> wow. movies on there. YouTube, documents, business plans, ideas. Oh, damn. That reminds me. I need to back up. <laughs> yes, back I'm up. telling you. <laughs> I need to back up, like, right now, like, just as I'm saying it. Literally, my whole career is on my laptop, man. This is worth millions, wow. billions, even. Yeah. Powerful, powerful. You're at a karaoke bar. Uh-huh. Which I've been to with you, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, for real, isn't it? What's your go-to song? Oh, man. Anything from the... Uh, anything Michael Jackson or anything from the 70s groove era. Nice. I like my I like my, uh, my my groove. So, like, like Earth, Wind & Fire. Okay. Do you remember? <laughs> September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. And tell us something most people don't know about you. Oh man, people know everything about me. Um, I'm a big Disney fan. I did not know that. You didn't know that. You no. Didn't know that. Wow. no. I'm, a really, I'm a huge Disney. Like, bruv, I if I'm ever doing word documents, I sit down and listen to Disney scores. Wow, That's all I listen to. I'm a big, huge Disney fan. Like, I love Disney classics. You know what I mean? Especially before the, you know, the the the, the naughty era, the era. So like nineties, eighties, seventies, sixties Disney's and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, um, yeah, a huge Disney fan, man. Oh wow! Yeah, hey, I like something new today. Yeah. <laughs> Powerful. What's your most effective daily habit? Effective daily habit. Mm. Running. Um. Running's top. That number one. Yeah, running, running is running is important. Sometimes I don't get to do it. Yeah, but um, and you notice a difference. Yeah, I really do, man. It's crazy, but running, running, um, very important. Um, writing down what I need to do for the day and just like literally creating a to do list for myself. Mm. Um, I just like ha- like I give myself in between depending if I'm doing a lot of like administrative work like writing like right now I'm doing a, like a business plan and stuff like that if I'm doing that kind of stuff just give myself a moment to like freak out yeah in a good way like just play some music and just turn up and just have a have yeah. a outburst and then get back to work kind nice of I like that man I like that and yeah. what's your biggest distraction myself My- <laughs> My own mind, my own mind is like a Sky Digital box. Because mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll, I'll look at, I'll be doing one thing and I'll see a word and the word will make you think of something else, an idea. And then I start writing down that idea and just, I'm my biggest distraction, to be honest. And so it's hard. I can't get away from it. Yeah. Um, Outside of me would be my phone. Of course. And so whenever I want to buckle down to real work, I literally, literally throw my phone and then, and then. <laughs> I literally throw it and then to the point where when I'm finished I go look for it <laughs> so I put it on silent and just throw it wow I love that yeah 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 <laughs> and it's gone yeah literally <laughs> that's big why do you do what you do and I feel like you you, you have answered it but it'd be nice to know kind of that day to day what wakes you up in the morning why do I do what I do mm. knowing that the younger generation is going to be better because and have a better opportunity because I put the time in and, and and worked hard so that they wouldn't have to think and go through the same thing that I went through. Powerful, powerful. And for audience members who are listening and saying, "Yeah, this McKellamine guy, man, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna get to where he is today." 
what are three things or three habits they could start doing now? Start using your happiness as a barometer for what you want in life. Nice. Um, remember that as a human being, first of all, as a human being, you're here to serve. When you're born, you're here to serve. Not be a slave to anyone, but you're here to serve everyone. And so once you understand that you're here to serve, then you say, okay, what do I want to serve and how do I want to serve it? Because that's the that's, that's the uh, that's the given. That's what we get. The choice that we have now is what we get to serve, and that's going to be different. This is what creates the world. Um, we get to decide what we want to serve based on our own unique creativity and identity. And so, it's finding that using our happiness as a barometer. We say, "This is what." Let me, tr-, you know, because sometimes we don't know. Mm. And trial, trial and error. Like for me. To, you know, going to college and doing IT for a year, you know, even though I knew I didn't want to do IT before that, some part of me thought maybe I should do IT. But at least after the year, it made me even more convicted in my <laughs> yeah. original idea. Even though I was like, oh man, I wasted a whole year. And so it made me more convicted in my original plan. So sometimes, you know, if we don't have the confidence, we may have to go through those channels where it's like, let me try serving this way. Okay, no, I don't like that. Okay, let me try this way. Oh, this mm. is nice. This this fits me better. It's like Goldilocks and the and the porridge. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This this service is just right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so for me, I know that I, you know I serve through uh, my creativity, my music, Powerful. you know, and the, and everything, the byproducts of my music, like the clothing line that I've started, yeah, and the you know the the workshops that I do based around my music. So, Powerful. I think that's I think that's what um, that's a good habit is just to wake up and you know first of all give thanks that you got everything you got because there's always something to be happy um thankful for you know good 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 health um the fact that you woke up in the morning Mm. family around you you know the fact that you got clean water Mm. you know food in your house sometimes we don't you know but just just give thanks for something and then um think figuring out okay how do you want to serve how what can you Give to the world. I love that. Use your happiness yeah. as a barometer. Figure out what it is, you, how you want to serve the world, and wake up and be grateful. Yeah. Powerful. Powerful. I love and, that. And finally, <laughs> this will be a no, no strange situation to you. So you're still on the stage in front of 10,000 young people. 10,000. Jeez. I like that. You're only allowed to give one piece of advice before the men in suits come and drag you off stage. What's that one piece of advice? <laughs> Do what the hell you want. Why not? <laughs> Simple. I'll make them sing my song. Do what the hell you want. Why not? Simple. Like, why not? At the end of the day, it's like, do what you want to do. Why not? Mm. Because you'll find out once you do it, you know, if it's for you, then great. If it's not for you, you've got something to learn from. And it's it's just another chapter in, in your best-selling autobiography you get what i'm saying that's it so do what the hell you want man beautiful mikhail thank you so much for your time man it's been an absolute honor to have you on this show and before we let you go how can our listeners get in contact with you cool so you can find me on every single social media known to man (laughs) as mikhail amin that's m-i-k-e-l 
A-M for mother, double E-N for November. So, Mikhail Amin, look at my hashtag, World Changer Life, and you'll see what we're doing. Look at the hashtag, Martina Luther Queen. That's for the ladies. Love that. And you'll see what we're doing out here, man. Yeah. Awesome stuff. And, oh, your YouTube channel, is that Mikhail Amin as well? Yeah, my YouTube channel, Mikhail Amin. Beautiful, because I need people to go and listen to that, why not? Definitely, (laughs) Definitely go and check out why not. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, you can surround yourself with eagles or chickens. You spent time with true eagle, Mr. Mikel Amin and Kamal Hyman. Please continue to aim a little higher and we'll see you next time. Peace. That's well changes. Thank you so much for listening to the Aim a Little Higher podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world, listen to any show. You chose to spend it with us on the Aim a Little Higher podcast and I appreciate you. If you're someone who's sitting there listening to this podcast and been so impressed with the different personal brands we've had on this show and you're thinking, how on earth do I build a brand? Where do I start? Get over to www.aimalittlehigher.com and join the Aim a Little Higher tribe where you will receive a crash course in how to build your personal brand being launched on the 15th of February. See you on the other side. Peace.